Hey y'all, hope you get excited, but we are hosting our first ever pop-up shop called Black Joy Holiday Shop. It will be in Indianapolis, Indiana on Saturday, December 7th from 4 to 7 p.m. It's completely free to get into and it is curated by yours truly, The Strength of She and Shenanigans. Uh, You can come and shop with black businesses and creatives of color. You do not want to miss out. Learn more at thestrengthofshe.com backslash events or on Eventbrite. Hope to see you there. Welcome to Shenanigans. Hey, hey, it's Aisha. Hey, it's Jenny. Yo, baby, what's up? It's Tyra. And we are a dose of melanin empowerment that is a reminder of how bomb you are and how dope you can be. Featuring edutainment about beauty, life, and health mixed with a true depiction of how strong she can be. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome back to Shenanigans. We're back again. We are. We made it. We're here. We're barely here. Barely. (laughs) Y'all, it's like 11 o'clock. Yeah, I got, my, got my bedroom voice on. Yeah. it's nighttime. Yeah, we had to get some giggles in to wake up for y'all. Mm-hmm. But we're here. We are here. On a Thursday. On a Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> On a Thursday. But if you have not listened to our last episode, you definitely want to check it out. It was a good one, if I must say so myself. They always are. They always are. But this last one was called Stay Hydrated and Stable. We talked about mental health and dating uh, and just some mental health chats in, in general. And we also talked about staying hydrated, showing gratitude to yourself, <clears throat> and how to manage connections uh, when you're still connected to people that you previously dated. So, mm. Yeah, <laughs> the stressed, the deep, deep, mm-hmm. deep. But we kept, you know, we got to keep the funnies in there. Mm-hmm. Got to keep it a little light. Mm-hmm. So definitely go back, listen to that, share it with a friend, engage with us on social, and we're gonna jump into this week's. We are. We're gonna start right off with our icebreaker. All right, ladies, if you could pick one black actress to perfectly emulate you and your personality in a movie. Who would you pick? It could be anybody. But it has to be somebody that you think could. Oh, shit. You said black. <laughs> <laughs> the only person I thought of. <laughs> okay. Just oh amuse God. me and tell me who you thought of. I was going to say Jessica Alba. <laughs> Why? I think about Jessica Alba and it's like being black. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think that what she means. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, no, no. I was thinking about one of my favorite movies. It's cheesy. Oh, it's, it's honey. It's honey. Oh, no. <laughs> and you want to be a dancer <laughs> and. <laughs> Oh my god! Okay, it all makes sense now, and that's horrible. But no, she kind of she kind of has 
the same like flirty energy as mm-hmm. me. We flirt very similarly. Mm-hmm. We're lame like each other. Like we say some lame shit. <laughs> and so I just immediately, she's the only person I thought of. Oh my, okay. But I just realized you said black. I said black. I did. She was well, a little racially ambiguous in I'll that movie. That. She, she was something. She, she was racially <laughs> ambiguous. She's something. I don't think she's just white. She not. She like she she's Hispanic like, like, or something or Latino. Okay. Something. Okay, I'll give you that. I guess y'all gonna drag me for that one. I'll try to think of somebody black. <laughs> the moment has passed. <laughs> Jenny, who is yours? So. You know, when I thought about this, I'm like, I don't know. But no, I would choose. <laughs> Mine would be Gabrielle Union. Oh, oh that's a good that one. That is a good one. Yeah, I like that. I'm I glad you followed the rules. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's a good one. I picked. I can't um, No, you can't. Because <laughs> you didn't follow the rules. <laughs> I picked Tessa Thompson. This was hard for me. I picked Tessa Thompson because I feel like she could be badass enough to play me in a movie. She could be very chill. Which one's Tessa Thompson? She dates Janelle Monae. Is that the girl from Creed? No, that's not her. Here, let me show you a picture. No, I know who's who. She was on like Janelle. She was like on the original um, Dear White People, like the movie. Oh, not like the show. Oh yeah, yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Tessa Thompson, the same girl. Okay, yeah. okay, cool. I want to see her. I don't know if I know who you're talking about. Oh Lord, Jennifer. I'm sorry. The said, name is not ringing the bell. Maybe you thinking know about her from which movie? Um, I mean, or know, just in general? Just in general. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She her. does look like the girl to play in Creed. It is her. It is her. Oh, what? I thought you... No, that's what I was saying. She yeah, said yeah. yes. That oh, I her. thought you said... Oh, no, no, no. I was no. saying she looked just like her. Oh, yeah, yeah. I like her. I like, I like her. her, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think she, you know... Yeah. She could pull me off. I think so. Mm-hmm. I think so. It was so. hard for Y'all me because I couldn't think vibes. of... Yeah. Like, edgy, you know. Uh-huh. Yeah. She could be that. Mm-hmm. Could talk a little shit. Mm-hmm. But creative. Mm-hmm. She plays very eclectic type of characters. That's me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm, I don't. I don't. I can't think of anyone. Y'all have any suggestions for me? Oh, I can see like a Tracy Ellis Ross playing you. Why are you looking like that? Because she's biracial, and I just feel like that's shade. She is still black. No, I know that she's still <laughs> black, but y'all be y'all be talking about me, and and, and I'm so now I'm gonna take shit personal. <laughs> it is too late for this shit. <laughs> No, let me tell you why. First of all, her mama is Diana fucking Ross. Okay, this is true. black, be black, black. This is true. Tracy is black, but you remind me a lot of Joan from Girlfriends, and Aisha never watched it. Oh, <laughs> I mean, I watched it a few times. I just wasn't like a Girlfriends fanatic, like my best friend. Like Keisha loves Girlfriends, and she's been dragging me recently as she's been rewatching the seasons, and I just, you know. I mean, I've seen. I mean, I've never. I mean, I've seen. Epi- I've seen episodes. <laughs> I've seen episodes, but I never watched it like that. Y'all I feel like back then, really... Girlfriends was like a show where it was like too grown for me. To it like was too watch. grown for me. But I yes. watched it. But see, you have to remember what house I lived in. Yeah, like, I couldn't watch shit. Was, yeah. <laughs> you know what's funny? This is unrelated, but 
watching things that is too grown for me. When Two Can Play That Game came out, that was my favorite movie. Oh and I'm pretty God. sure that came with I was about to say, when did that come out, <laughs> I don't know, like middle school, high school. And I that was my like that favorite movie. movie. I, I used to know every word. Two Can Play That Game? Mm-mm. Or just not recently. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> okay, look, I ain't trying to get dragged on Black Twitter this week. We're gonna have to transition because <laughs> y'all really disappointed me. I was so excited about. I'm this. sorry. I really had this 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 heifer in my head since you said that, and it never crossed my mind that you said black. <laughs> But I can see, I can see Tracy. Tracy, she's a good one. Yeah, she's she could be like a hard worker, like a badass, mm-hmm. hard, like down to her business. Mm-hmm. She's goofy, like mm-hmm. you're goofy. She can play goofy. Yeah. Yes, I see it. I do. She has some ding ding moments. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah, sure. Yes. Forget you, man. Yeah. Okay. I think Marseille Martin could play a younger me if I was young, you know. She's a little extra shady. Eh, you have your moments. I mean, not like her own blackish, okay. but like, you know. See, I'm that's all I'm gonna think about. Her own blackish? Yeah. Oh, she's my favorite character too. <laughs> she is. <laughs> Okay, this was fun, even though you failed. Oh, <laughs> but that's such a strong word. I think I got like a C. I mean, she was very Minus. racially ambiguous all, in that honey, movie, which is so weird. Why did we love that, that movie? Was my and that movie, movie is I knew so the corny. dance sequences and everything, but she was. T- because y'all know if you've been listening for a long time Aisha wants to be a dancer not like a stripper dancer like a hip hop when I tell y'all I've been killing it in hip hop cardio recently killing it y'all should have saw me this week oh my gosh okay killing it I got a whole new swag in there because I know this you got you got a name what's your dancing name did we talk about this no I got no name okay you might want to get on there. You don't get to name yourself because what was your stripper name? Something Patty. Oh. <laughs> what was it? Was somebody it remind Pity Patty? No, no, no. Damn. Somebody will remind us what it was, but it wasn't Fatty Patty. It that was, was uh, <laughs> that was Homegirl That's from uh, Fatty Patty. From the ball. What was it? Something. I can't. Yep. All right. <laughs> Wow! Didn't think she was gonna say that in the mic. Okay, so I know I really have to be mindful of how many listeners we have. I don't know. You know, it's like it's a couple hundred of y'all. I don't know who y'all are, but I really appreciate y'all listening to our show. Let me just say that because whoo, y'all been listening to the foolishness. To the foolishness, man. So if you plan to follow the rules. And let us know. I followed the rules. You did. And you picked a really good one. Um, Let us know on Twitter at shenanigans underscore pod. If you could pick one black actress to perfectly play you in a movie, who would you pick? Let us know. I would love to see your results or who you think could be you. So we're going to jump right on in to our hot top this week. Aisha is dropping stuff i don't know what's going on oh. um <clears throat> and we are going to talk about 
women's sexuality and the whole face. I think this is going to be a oh. fun topic. Yes. Oh. <laughs> what made me oh. want to talk about this is everybody knows the whole T.I. and his daughter checking his daughter's hymen situation, which we're not going to talk about that. But what I did find interesting was that he was so... Um, you know, encouraging more so of his son mm -hmm. and didn't have the same standards for his sons, but has been like hard pressed on his daughter keeping her hymen intact, which is weird, but which I think, no, we all can agree. So there's no discussion about that. But I just wanted to talk about, you know, our sexuality and we're well, not like sexual orientation, but you know, like, because y'all already know we gay. <laughs> God damn it. All right. <laughs> well, <laughs> that wraps up the episode. <laughs> JK, okay, wait. Let me not be insensitive. Again, we have a lot of listeners. Y'all know we on the spectrum. We'll keep moving. Yeah. But, like, you know, you're like what you like when it comes to, you know, your sexuality and all of that. So I wanted to talk about and just dissect sexuality and how women are expected to be like pure and prude, but men are encouraged to explore their sexual freedom. How do y'all feel about that, especially being women and growing up and all of that? Mm. Where do you even begin with this? I mean, it's some bullshit. It is. If yeah. I must it put is. it very plainly. It is. Um, especially growing up in a home where... <clears throat> we did not talk about sex. I feel like we've talked about this before, but like we didn't talk about sex. They didn't have the sex talk with me. Like I tried to have the sex talk with them and mm -hmm. I was shut down. Mm -hmm. Like tried to talk about birth control and condoms and I got put on punishment for even asking the questions. And it was like, okay, well now I'm like forced to figure it out on my own right mm -hmm. because i'm coming to you to have this conversation and you aren't being open mm -hmm. to have it with me or listen mm -hmm. to even know like where i'm at with this like right. am i just asking for reference mm -hmm. or is this some shit i'm doing already like right, yeah. as a parent i just feel like i would want to know that i wouldn't know I, I wouldn't go about it that way versus like I remember my brother being in high school and coming home real late, giving, he was probably like a senior, he was probably 18, but like, I remember him coming just, home late mm -hmm. and A, he was drunk. I'm probably telling all his business. A, he was drunk. <laughs> B, he came from the strip club mm -hmm. and it was like, oh, oh but like y'all knew he, and he would literally say, I went to the titty club and like, uh. that was not a issue yeah. like and I don't remember anyone ever making a big deal out of it and mm -hmm. he used to go over his girlfriend's houses all the time and it was just a big deal if the girls wanted to do that it was mm -hmm. just a lot of questions are their parents home and mm -hmm. are y'all gonna be sitting in the living room and da 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 like it was the conversation had to be had and it, I don't know I, yeah. there's this just that whole imbalance is some bullshit it's very frustrating yeah yeah like that's bullshit I mean cause when you think about it it's like okay we're all the same age you mm -hmm. know and the fact that I don't know it's just like like do are they I mean do, I don't even know where to start it's just like <laughs> 
like women okay yeah women you know are sensitive and like women should be protected but at the same time it's like when you do that you make it seem like men are just like animals and they're just gonna always try to prowl mm-hmm, on you mm-hmm. and then you create that division and it's like it, it shouldn't be like that mm-hmm. you know you should like inform and educate like you know your daughter's on like everything that you said that you you yeah. know really wasn't taught or they weren't open to having that conversation with and i feel like that's where a lot of a lot of kids become rebellious because it's like okay well you're not having this conversation with me i'm just gonna go do it and i'm gonna figure it out some yeah. way yeah and it's just it's just so backwards and just so just so many double standards yeah uh, completely and i just remember i saw like a tweet on twitter and someone asked um all of the women to like like the tweet or retweet the tweet if they were sexualized before they had sex Mm. and it just makes me think about like anytime that i've been called fast way Mm. before i ever had sex Mm -hmm. or you know in school how the dress code is way more strict on the girls Mm. than it is the guys Mm because you don't want to distract the men and how yeah like Mm -hmm. i don't remember i mean i think we talked about sex in my household but I just know how many households you could have two kids close in age or in the same age group mm-hmm. and the women, the girls are, you know, mm-hmm. you got to maintain your purity forever. How long? And right. they're shoving condoms in the boys' hands. And for me, I'm wondering like if we're encouraging the young boys to be free and these teenagers to be free and we're not telling them to be pure, but they're telling the women to be pure, then who are they supposed to be free with? Right. Because mm-hmm. right. that doesn't right. make any sense right. to me. Right. Like you're giving him condoms, but you don't want me yeah. to have sex with nobody. So yeah. who you gonna have sex who you with? having sex with? Right. Yeah. So I just think it is messed up. Um, the double standards and like how hard it is as women to like really identify with yourself sexually. Mm-hmm. You know, even with dating, because mm-hmm. they don't we don't, even, they don't even want you to date. Mm-hmm. Like you don't get any real instructions at home right. on how to on date. What that looks like. Yeah. So I wanted to know, like, despite society's pressure to be modest, how did y'all learn about your own sexuality? Mm-hmm. Shit. Yesterday, I'm <laughs> <laughs> like last year. I don't know. Um. Go ahead. You, I mean, shit. I mean, I had older siblings, so yeah. I feel like mm-hmm. a lot of things that, I mean, it wasn't from my parents at all. Like it right. was, yeah, that was some bullshit. But like it was always like, oh well, you shouldn't do this, you shouldn't do that, and we were just so sheltered. And it's like I feel like a lot of things happened that probably shouldn't happen because we weren't able to be exposed to like certain things. So. Yeah, I don't think I don't, I just figured it out myself. Like I don't think I n- was ever taught, never really had a conversation about it. It's just just within yeah. time like I was going to say know, I think probably people from school like mm-hmm. just people from school, but I've always been like an observer, like a watcher first, so mm-hmm. I absorb everything and soak it in. So yeah, I just saw a lot of stuff that people were doing in school and conversations and that's where you learn about it which is messed up because you really would want your kids to learn from you rather than you know kids from school but it's like where else am I supposed to learn this if nobody's teaching me at home also lots of trial and error so yeah yeah Mm -hmm. this just made me that made I mean this is off topic but still on topic like I think about I'm pretty sure I learned most of it at school too and just being observant as well um 
and you know late night hbo or some shit i'm pretty <laughs> sure all of the above but i remember this one girl when i was in elementary school she taught me what my period was i did not ask her i literally had a stomach ache and mm-hmm. she was like oh you about to get your period? Do you know what that is? Let me tell you what it is. And I was just like, wait, what? What is you talking about? But the crazy thing was I had already had it. Because mm-hmm. I, I got mine when I was nine. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. That's a lot to deal with as a nine-year-old. Hell mm-hmm. yeah. And so I had already had it at nine. Again, thinking about the kind of home I grew up in my mom didn't have a real conversation with me about it then like Mm -hmm. so with this girl explaining stuff to me I'm like my mama didn't tell me this like Mm -hmm. this has already happened and that conversation still didn't happen I understand that was probably weird to have a nine-year-old and like what do you share what do you not share but we never had it as I got Mm -hmm. older either so I think that whole dynamic was just that was just that's just something interesting that I just thought about. But um I forgot your original question. I don't think it really was a question. I mean, I just asked how did you learn about your sexuality? Gotcha. And I'm more so said school because you don't learn it from home. Yeah. And it's like I think thinking back, and I'm pretty sure every girl has experienced this, but you don't dig that deep into it but it's just like a battle with yourself because it's like i'm being taught to be pure but i have these feelings i have these urges even as like a young adult i don't mean yeah. like just a yeah. teenager but yeah. as a woman in general even as a young adult like at all we're not encouraged really to explore our sexuality yeah it's yeah i was gonna say because i think you get so um we tend to get very con conscientious of are we gonna be called am i gonna be called a hoe for this yes when i just might be horny or i just might be curious but yet i'm gonna be labeled something for doing that and it's gonna be an issue like people are gonna hear about it Mm -hmm. and da 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 like you we all had girls in school who everybody heard about and Mm -hmm. everybody knew their business and it's like oh i I don't want to be that and it could literally be one situation Mm -hmm. and now you're labeled like Mm -hmm. this is your life and this is just how you out here and you could get completely labeled for that i mean that shit happened to me it was some bullshit Mm -hmm. it was like one situation and i was for the summer a whole thing yeah isn't that crazy <laughs> like, so crazy which yeah. i'm going to get into that but something you said just made me think about this it is i also think it is so weird and this could be a totally different conversation a totally different hot topic mm-hmm. but i really cringe at the at the phrase like I got my virginity taken or it was Mm. taken away. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. That makes me cringe because it makes me feel like Mm -hmm. I had no say so Mm -hmm. in it happening. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, but I don't, like, I don't know. What do men say? Oh, like about the Yeah. I don't know. Ain't that weird? That they lost it? Yeah. That Mm. sounds weird, too. I know. That's so weird. Like it's in the lost and found. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. But I'm glad you brought up the word hoe because I really wanted to talk about the hoe phase. Yes. And I wanted to know what do y'all define the hoe phase as? Or what do we define mm-hmm. a hoe? I think that we maybe those right are two, maybe, let's, there. maybe let, let's start there. Although I know that they don't have to they be mean the same thing. They right. I know that they don't mean the same thing, but I'm just curious yes. based on what we just talked about and transitioning into this. Yes. Like, what do we consider a hoe? And this is male and female. Yes. 
I think a hoe is not really related to a number mm-hmm. because if you think about like a period of time, like a number in general, mm-hmm. like it, I don't think it's like, oh, if you reach this amount of people, you're considered a hoe. Like, you know what I mean? Because you think about like time periods mm-hmm. and how long have you been having sex mm-hmm. and blah, 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 whatever. Yeah. I don't care about none of that. I think it's somebody who just doesn't have any discrimination or discretion about who they mess around with. Mm-hmm. Like they don't have like any standards mm-hmm. to who they mess around with. They just just out you. Mm-hmm. Just really out you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, yeah, that's what I think. It yeah. Is. Because I don't want to take away from me being someone who has always been um promoting like sexual liberation Mm -hmm. i don't want to contradict myself Mm -hmm, when i say that too Mm -hmm. because a a lot of people would consider how i probably wouldn't Mm -hmm. but on a very blanket statement Mm -hmm. i think it's somebody who just has no discrimination no discretion about who it is they're involved with yeah i think to add to that i would also consider somebody who who um like is in a relationship and they like cheat around or they like mm-hmm. sleep with multiple people mm. um and they like lie about it it's like yeah i mean i feel like when you're not like being upfront about what you're doing not mm-hmm. saying you gotta you know i mean if you're not with somebody you know you don't have to let somebody know what you're doing but i feel like for those people who are like cheating around or like um you know messing with like all these people and then also somebody who like um who messes who mess, kind of like what you said who mess with people but you're just doing it for like attention because you want to like you don't feel good about yourself and you trying to feel good and you just want all this attention from people um yeah okay so i heard hiding and hoeing hiding <laughs> 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 <Hiding> and hoeing <laughs> okay <laughs> Dang, I just thought about, and I also think of it as, um, this might be more related to numbers, but not necessarily. Like you have a high count in numbers in conjunction with you also being very reckless. Mm -hmm. Like I think that there's like a completely reckless, Mm -hmm. irresponsible component that Mm kind of comes with that. Like. You don't give a shit who you having sex with, yes. how yes. you're doing mm-hmm. it. You're not communicate like, mm-hmm. and there's like, there's this weird, like, since I became single again, like I had this conversation with y'all and some other friends, like, I'm like, do people not have like STD conversations no more? Because mm-hmm. people be just out here and I'm like, yeah, I'm not, and here. I'm just not used to mm-hmm. that. And I'm like, dog, when you, when the last time you got tested, mm-hmm. like, I'm like, Call me whatever, but you know, I like my vagina. Yeah. <laughs> I like my vagina and all my other parts. And okay. I just need I need to make sure I know where you at. Like I'm not trying yeah. to be all in your business about I don't need to know every Suli, Susie and Sally and Harry, mm-hmm. you know, that you okay. with. All right. But because that might be okay. That might be a thing, and you just might not be telling me. I don't know. I don't need to know no names and such. Yeah. But I would like to know, like, where you are. Like, at least mm-hmm. let me understand how you're operating so I know how to operate with you. And I think that the recklessness comes in with, oh, you had sex with mm-hmm. me today and somebody else I think that's the biggest thing for me. Yeah. I don't when know I when you consider somebody a hoe is when they're just reckless. Yeah. And they're just doing things 
carelessly. Mm-hmm. Yes, very just carelessly. not really caring about like you know protecting themselves mm-hmm. or protecting their sexual partners if it's more than one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. That's good. That's a big. That's a big deal. Not being mm-hmm. safe. Mm-hmm. So, with that being said, what do y'all define as a whole phase? Because they don't mm. have to be right. I think whole phases have a bad rap. They do. They has the word hoe in They it. do. Yes. They do have a terrible rap. But they're not bad. I don't think that they're like, bad. Like, there's it's- an Instagram page. If y'all have not checked it out, it's called the whole phase. I send Jenny and Tyra stuff from this page all the time because I be like, ooh, sis, I can relate. <laughs> <laughs> because it is good content. Yeah. And it is it, it shows what the whole phase is truly about and when it comes to just being sexually liberated Mm -hmm. um when you're having your needs fulfilled um and being empowered in that and it has nothing to do with you know all the other things that we just talked about yeah i think it has to do with really like exploring yourself but Mm -hmm. i connected more so with like dating Mm. because you don't have to you can have a whole phase yeah and not be Be fucking a lot of people Mm -hmm. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and not be hoeing like i could have five boyfriends you know and only be messing around with one of them but Mm -hmm. i'm just juggling out my boyfriends because they do different things and that's what i consider you know, I'm in one right now. I was mm-hmm. in one for most of my twenties, which I was gonna ask y'all. Did y'all, have, did y'all have a whole phase? I was married all my twenties, so um, I'm catching up. Okay, <laughs> Jenny, what do you say your whole phase is, and have you had one? I feel like I've always y'all know me. I've always been the type of person where it's like. <laughs> It's too much to try to deal with multiple people. Yeah. Like, it's just overwhelming. But, I mean, at some point in my life, like, I used to date around, date multiple people. But I feel like I did it, like, like before my 20s and, like, in my early 20s. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I started, you know, like, dating, not necessarily seriously, but dating the same person for a little while. Um, yeah, shit. Wait, did so I answer you haven't your question? had one. No, I have. Oh, okay. But yeah, I have. I mean, but it was like when I was younger. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I've had different ones and they've looked different. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. when I was in college, just turned 21, I was Greek, like going to different schools, visiting Ooh, people. the trips. <laughs> Taking trips, visiting, you know, all my boyfriends at the different schools oh and stuff. Gosh. So I had that phase, which was like just wild, 20, yes. 21, you know, mm-hmm. like you're partying with these people. And then I think like after college, at some point I had one. And then my late 20s, I had mm-hmm. one like different times and they've all fulfilled different purposes. And I've taken different things away from like juggling different people. Yeah. It's fun. Do you think that uh, everybody should have one? At least one? Uh, Yeah. I agree. Why do you think so? I think to learn to a just experience mm-hmm. people yeah i think mm-hmm. that sometimes especially with the age range we're in right now everyone's so tied to i need to be in a relationship i need to be mm-hmm. tracking toward marriage i need to be doing da 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 blah 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 and it's like you haven't really given yourself any time to explore what's out there and yeah. to know what you like and what you don't like what's a compromise and what's not um and that's in just in people and sexually too like Mm -hmm. i told my therapist one of my therapists this year i was like i didn't realize until recently that i had whack sex for a real long time Mm -hmm. this is not against my husband let me be my ex-husband let me be clear um but Mm -hmm. this is just about like 
people before him mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. when i was younger like the sex was not about me yeah yeah the mm-hmm. sex was about the guy yeah mm-hmm. and oh you done oh cool like this it it had zero to do with me yeah. Yeah. and it was like by the time i probably realized that here i was getting married and so i never really explored sexually to know and understand what i like for real and you know and not just from one person because everyone has their different attributes Mm -hmm. so like yeah so i think that that's that's important yeah because i think with the whole phase with you mingling with the different people you find out what you like and what you don't like it's a lot of trial and error Mm -hmm. and then you find out like even with people i find out okay i like this and men because you do this Mm-hmm. And then you do something else that I don't like that I ain't never seen before. Mm-hmm. So I know you know to take that with me. Mm-hmm. Oh, you bring out this in me. Mm-hmm. So right. I know mm-hmm. not to deal with you on that level. Like, you mm-hmm. know, so it mm-hmm. is about kind of mm-hmm. finding yourself as you are, you know, hanging out with all these people. And most mm-hmm. importantly, having fun. It should be fun. Yeah. It should be fun. Mm-hmm. Jenny, you think everybody should have a whole face? I think so. I mean, kind of to reiterate what y'all have already said, I think that you need time to kind of figure out what you like and what you don't like and to have those experiences. So when you do get to the point, if you ever want to be in a relationship, like, you know what, like, your non-negotiables are and you know, like, you know, what you what you need from somebody and what you're, like, not okay with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, I feel like, especially, like, honestly, I, like, in my early 20s, like, I was always trying to be in a relationship with somebody and I wish that I wasn't. Like, I wish yeah. I could go back and just Redo date around, that. yeah, date around more and like have more fun instead of like trying to have like serious relationships mm-hmm, with people mm-hmm. because I mean even men older than 30 they still not mature but Girl, still like yeah. at that age like they're not ready for nothing not there that no. you and you ain't and we either. shouldn't be there either yeah, like yeah. you need to just live and like do what you want to do and not be like tied down mm-hmm. which if that's what you want to do that's what you want to do but I feel like everybody need that time to just be alone and free mm-hmm. and do whatever Whatever they want to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, how does one go about having a healthy and successful whole phase? Mm. <laughs> I mean, I think that you have to be honest in mm-hmm. yours. Like, and I'm learning how to navigate honesty and transparency in a healthy way. Like, yeah. I was recently tweeting about men having feelings too mm-hmm. um and some men can take and can take hearing and understanding that they aren't the only one um or they aren't the only person that you're connected to i've just wanted to be very open about that because mm-hmm. i've dealt with, i'm dealing with like multiple different types of personalities and some people have different goals in mind yeah. regardless mm-hmm. of what i'm communicating and it's like no i want to be clear bro like mm-hmm. we're cool and we kick it and i like you but like you not you not it yeah and so i i want to make sure i'm setting clear expectations but then i have some who they don't like that shit they Mm -hmm. don't want to hear about nobody Mm -hmm. else they don't want to know about Mm -hmm. nobody else and i'm like i'm sorry i was just being honest you asked me a question i answered i was being honest yeah they're like why do people think that honesty needs to be everything and (laughs) And i'm like okay well just you know so i'm just learning how to navigate that right now but i think that there is a certain level of honesty that comes with 
having a healthy whole phase. Yeah. Like, just being up for it. Right. What about you, Jenny? I would say, I think when it comes to being sexually active with somebody or with multiple people to make sure that you're having that conversation about like or yeah just being open you know and communicating like okay are we you know are we gonna protect ourselves like are you doing something with other people right but just making sure that like you are being safe about it yeah i agree um because when you're because single, it's okay yeah if you have sex with multiple people yeah you know safe. if you're being safe yes i agree because when you're single stuff happens you might have sex with one person and y'all kicking in and y'all fall off and you meet somebody else and then y'all have sex and then that person might fall off and then the person <laughs> a <then laughs> come back, back around and we having sex again yeah you don't know about person again. b yeah yeah. yeah so it happened it happens i ain't gonna front and lie and deny because mm-hmm. we all have been there and i'm never gonna act like oh you know i've always only had one person all the time because but. here's the thing nine times out of ten guys don't either exactly like, and i know that not every man is like that before anyone jumps on me on twitter but like <laughs> A good majority yeah, of them are like, not like real. whether you real. out here getting sloppy or getting or getting cat. Like yes. you're getting something, and yes. it's not always from the same person. Right. Yep. And again, we always go back to women about you know. I like to say mixing sauces. That is the very disgusting uh, time. Uh, <laughs> I should almost spit uh, <laughs> a drink out. Sauces. Yeah, me. One of my friends said, "I don't like to mix sauces," Mm-mm. but <laughs> I'm not mixing them no way. Like I, I just know. have so many visions. I know when you say that, Ugh. it gets real nasty when you say bodily fluids because that is <laughs> that's not where I was trying to go with that. What I was trying to say was, as I drink lemonade. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I was trying to say, you know how. When we are messing with people and stuff like that, and you go to your female friends and you like, are you are you being safe? Mm-hmm. You know, are you sure you're okay, mm-hmm. sister? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't being you. Oh, okay. I was I'm really like, being. <laughs> I was really being Sierra. Oh, that is Sierra. <laughs> that is Sierra. Lover. Um, and men don't do that to their friends. Yeah, they encourage like, Hi, them. Bro. Right, they encourage yeah. them to mess around. And what I have learned, um, with when women do that too, is it's not just the actual sexual physical part. When you are with a lot of people, mm-hmm. you know how people say you with a lot of energy and stuff mm-hmm. like that. They want to make sure that you're being okay. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I get that. But um, I agree with everything that y'all said, you know, being honest, protecting yourself, and then knowing what your boundaries are. Because I have a friend. She's like, I can't really casually date. Or I, she she says she can't have casual sex. She can't just mm-hmm. be interested in somebody and have sex with them. That has to be mm-hmm. like an emotional attachment. Mm. Aisha sorry y'all i'm in a whole new phase of life <laughs> oh new phase of life and i'm i'm sorry for okay them. that's was, her i know no so- i know i know sorry to that man that's so- what i just said <laughs> <laughs> but it's good that she knows that so she can get herself wrapped up Mm -hmm. so know your boundaries if you are a person that really can't have all your eggs in a lot of baskets then just don't do that Mm -hmm. because you're gonna mess yourself up yeah you know i have friends who have like 
shame their thoughts mm-hmm. like oh i really like this guy but i really want to go sleep with so-and-so mm-hmm. still and like they really feel bad about yes. that and i'm like but are you with him like right. I, i'm like i get it you know yeah it's it's completely up to you if you want to be committed in a non-committed situation that's mm-hmm. completely up to you that's your prerogative right you but s- i think if what no i was gonna say i feel like i kind of used to be that kind of person mm-hmm. where it's like i would like try to commit myself to somebody when we weren't even committed mm-hmm. and you know after a lot of situations going up in flames i didn't realize <laughs> that i can't do it. like there's no reason for me to be doing that like that's yeah it's ridiculous yeah like you can't give somebody something that y'all not even you know together so it's like why do that like yeah. do what you want to do yeah yep and don't and they doing they doing they doing now so i encourage it look if don't expect exclusivity from Ooh. me if you are not giving it first of all mm-hmm. or if i've never communicated that i wanted to gift you with that that That's is a it. gift yep. mm-hmm. you do not you have to earn that and, is a privilege and be privileged for mm-hmm. my exclusivity yeah mm-hmm. especially right now i've been tied down for seven years good luck oh that's tough <laughs> <laughs> See ya. because the problem too with that is entitlement in our yes. community mm-hmm. people yes. feel like i should be yes. just because i'm messing with you i'm, I'm messing with you and to. i'm it mm-hmm. yeah homeboy no. told me he was it and i'm like oh, okay boo <laughs> So it's a lot of other it's <laughs> with the S. It's a lot of it's out here. Okay. It's a lot of men. Oh, man. Men are everywhere. They Women are. are everywhere. Like, and you just got to explore. And I think it's so funny that we're having this conversation and seeing all my friends live on different parts of the country and how my East Coast friends are in their 30s and mm-hmm. marriage and kids is never on their mind. Yeah. But because we live in the Midwest. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's very different here. Yes. It's yeah. so different. So I think that is so cool. But y'all made some really good points. So I wanted to ask y'all how do we encourage women to embrace their sexual autonomy when society tells us we don't have it? Which is really fucked up. I mean, I think that you... You lean into it and you be confident about it. I mean, just just own your stuff. Like, and don't let anyone shame you yep. and don't shame yourself out of, you know, what feels right for mm-hmm. you as long as you are being honest with yourself about mm-hmm. where you're at, like, and that you're being safe and that you're making good decisions mm-hmm. and it's not based on any other underlying things. It's purely you know for exploration and empowerment like do it yeah yeah and just remember like you're the only one that has to like live your life mm-hmm. like ain't nobody walking your shoes so it's like fuck what everybody else says if that's what you want to do that's what you want to do do they pay your bills hell no so you ain't got to you ain't got no sense to add to yeah. whatever i'm doing yeah right. stand up and own it i always say if you're uncomfortable start with masturbation because you will learn a lot about yourself mm-hmm. when you do that there's all types of toys and to all say. type we, which we talked about mm-hmm. on the show there's all types of stuff so if you want to start there i think that's a good way to start and mm-hmm. then 
you know branch out but stand up and on it like yeah people it don't matter what you do people mm-hmm. are gonna have something to say about yeah. it but right. they gonna do what they want to do too you know behind closed doors in front of the doors whatever mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so just stand up and own you know who you are yeah I think that's all I got. I think that's it. I have so many thoughts. I do too. I don't know if I should go there. You should. I was just thinking about like discretion. Like I had somebody. (sighs) Not cussing myself. I I, there was just an individual that you know. It was like you know how discreet are you? Like I don't want you going telling all your friends like what's going on and and I'm like well a why would I do that like. Mm B, I, I just feel like I don't know. Why do you feel so good about yourself to think that I'm gonna go blast what I'm doing, doing with people? Like you're not that great. Like you might be that great, but you not that. Mm-hmm. They might be that great. But what I'm saying is, why you think I'm about to tell people that you're that great? Right. Like I don't know. It's your. It's. I, I could talk about you and never put a name on you. That's so it. like, that's yeah. it. They wouldn't know. They wouldn't know. They wouldn't know. I just find it interesting that guys are just this concerned about that type of stuff as mm-hmm. women are. They are. They are concerned. And um, on the flip side of that double standard is that we at least get to talk about it. And in their community, they don't. Mm-hmm. They have to be like these emotionally reserved, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because if we want to go there, we can also talk about how many men have, you know, had sex at a super young age mm-hmm. and how sick mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. is. Like, mm-hmm. and, you know, what are their thoughts around it? What are their feelings around it? Or, and it's encouraged. Yes. And they be like, and some have like their dad's health. Yeah. It's just, all that's just it's odd or if i think about like just society in a general and like movies and you talk about like teenagers and they masturbate mm-hmm. and you see like on movies lotions and socks and shit like that and you don't hear nothing about girls masturbating right right, right at that ever. age like ever mm-hmm. it's not yeah. even ever a topic like yeah. So I just think we can talk about this for days, but I just, it really racks my brain and really frustrates Mm -hmm. me like the social construct around sexuality and how totally different it is between boys and girls. Like, yeah. And we don't have to bring like faith in this. Um, Oh (laughs) yeah. Not to roll my eyes about that, Mm -hmm. but I just have this one memory in my head of the time my dad attempted to talk to me about it yeah and it was because he knew i was having sex at that point and it was he was just like well you know why they say you shouldn't have sex until you get married and i'm like you know enlighten me Mm -hmm. (laughs) and he's like oh because you know then you're not gonna like it with who you're with oh because you're gonna be comparing Mm -hmm. oh and so I think about that uh-huh. in the context of, oh, go explore, figure out mm-hmm. what you like and mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. And, you know, and people who are, you know, towing the line, trying to figure out how much they want to explore. Do yes. I explore with this person who I end up getting committed to or mm-hmm. not? Do we wait or not? And if mm-hmm. I choose to wait and wait until marriage and then I don't like it, now what yeah. and if it's not yeah. and it's not just the I don't like it it's like a 
oh, I can't fix this. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yes. Because, too, think like, about. Like, then what happened? Yeah, yeah. Like, all the mental battles you have with yourself about what I was told and what mm-hmm. I was taught as a mm-hmm. kid. But mm-hmm. this is how I feel and mm-hmm. this is what I like. And mm-hmm. it gets so very muddy yes it gets muddy and then i gotta undo all the fucked up shit you just told me about having sex when really at the end of the day you could have just told me about sex i don't think it's gonna encourage me to go have sex you can teach me about crack it ain't gonna make me want to go have crack like i ain't about to go get an eight ball just because you didn't told me how to make crack like i think you can have Mm -hmm. those especially with faith involved yeah you know you can't have those healthy relationships about what your faith says about it Mm -hmm. you know but then on a biological standpoint still Mm -hmm. talk Mm -hmm. about it because Mm -hmm. We don't I think, I think that's what a lot of parents fear is that if I have this conversation with them, they're going to think it's okay for them to go do it. And it's yes, like, they do. I mean, I was going to do it I, anyway. Yeah. It's yeah, like, was, why but... not inform me and <laughs> yeah. like, at least let me know, because I mean, I'm sure that there's things, of course, there's things that, you know, that you'd be able to tell me that I didn't know about. And, you know, like, I just feel like they, I just feel like not having that conversation, just like sets people or sets kids up for not failure but yeah. it's just just unhealthy yeah. just unhealthy things I, I just think about like you know my sexual experiences and how like if I had somebody that taught me you know this or that like a lot of things wouldn't happen how it did um so yeah yeah I I think that because too um on both ends somehow this self-worth talk is tied up into one your virginity Mm -hmm, like you mm -hmm. know and then but then two when we're dealing with men you know especially at a young age you know teens early 20s or whatever i think about how many times i wanted to interact with somebody and in order to get their attention i had sex with them like somebody you know i cared about or you know like the person i I had sex with for the first time Mm -hmm. you know when I wanted to be around him or whatever I knew that's how I could get him to come around Mm -hmm. and I didn't realize how much of my I was losing myself Mm -hmm. in that process but we don't talk about that either you know what I mean because there's so much with that too and I think that we just need to have these conversations you know with our kids and the youth and ourselves because it's a lot of fucked up social construct shit connected to you know yeah ourselves and sex yeah i feel like if we have those conversations better in a healthy way right can lead to having more healthy dynamics and conversations just as we get older yeah because i think it's a two-part conversation it is the biological part of it and then it is the socially emotionally stuff connected Mm -hmm. to it because Mm -hmm. then also parents you know are telling us don't have sex just to not get pregnant they're not really telling us they don't tell us about nothing else nothing else Mm -hmm. nothing else else that comes with it they just want us to not come home with every time i had sex i thought i was gonna be pregnant like that's that's (laughs) (laughs) like condoms and all yeah, uh-huh. i just yes. thought that because that's all the conversation yep, is that's about. all it's about that's yeah. all it's about so we could talk about this for days we've been talking for a long time about this but you know and i'm sure we'll have more conversations connected to this because like i said we can keep going and going and going and going but you know if you want to get in on this conversation and you have stuff to say you want to talk about anything you know 
what did you learn about sex as a child how did you uh, transition from having to be modest to figuring out yourself sexually um or if you want to talk about the whole face everybody be wanting to talk about the whole face on twitter if you want to talk about the whole face hit us up at shenanigans underscore pod you know and we will chat it up with you all we are gonna transition right on over to our segments y'all did so late okay shimmy on down shimmy on down and we're gonna start with you know the be well segment inhale the good shit exhale the bullshit you know (laughs) (laughs) and today we're actually gonna talk about natural hair which we never really talk about Mm -mm. but we're gonna talk about the loc versus the lco method yeah and i purposely didn't look this up so that you can teach me okay good so i just want to ask y'all like how long have y'all been natural because we're all natural queens Mm. in here Mm. it's been years like maybe Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll be seven it's years been a while. Six years yeah. so far. I think it's been eight for me. I, I want to say 2011. Mm, yeah. yeah, that sounds about right. 2011. Mm. And then I locked my hair in 2014. So, yes. So I wanted to ask y'all also, how do y'all hydrate and moisturize your hair? You don't have to say like exactly what pro. Well, you can't say what products you use, but like, yeah, how do y'all like hydrate and moisturize your hair? Um, well, I feel like I'm about to answer another question, but I use the lock method. Okay. Okay. Um, every time I wash my hair and so I do, of course, leave in oil and then my cream and then I use oil for my takedown if I have like a twist out or whatever. And then I kind of re-moisturize every other day or every three days or so, just depending on how my hair is. Mm -hmm. What about you, Jenny? So... My hair texture, it's it's very dry. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot. And it seems like no matter what I do to it, it always just looks dry, even though it's not. Um, and so what I, I mean, I don't do this consistently. I, I would like to, but it just takes a lot of time. Um, but I'll like pre-poo my hair before mm-hmm. like washing it or anything. Mm-hmm. And I'll use like a um, the aloe vera um plant and i'll use that Mm. to like pre-poo it Mm -hmm. and then like you know i'll um like condition it and blah blah blah. um and then i try to deep condition and i feel like that makes my hair soft and makes it stay hydrated when i'm like applying a different product yeah um but the thing is it's like i think one thing that i struggle with is like when i you know first style my hair and like adding product to it after that because if i style my hair and i add like different product it's gonna mess it up so i don't add anything to it really throughout like the 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 style Mm -hmm. yeah and i think and sometimes i question like is that the reason why my hair is just always so dry but um like you don't add any products i mean i'll i'll add like oil but that's it i mean i don't add like water or cream because it'll mess the style up yeah yeah unless i'm wearing like a ponytail or something you know yeah but yeah so, i just try to yeah i always had that problem with like dryness i always mm-hmm. have i couldn't figure it out when i was like just a regular natural so that's why i like my hair because i was like i can't just with my hair in this puff every day i can't figure yeah. it out nothing i'm doing is working and i realized the difference even now my hair is like the same mm-hmm. um but it's dry 
all the time and mm. I realized that my hair needed hydration more than it needed moisture mm. so it needed, needed more like water, water. and water based products mm-hmm. and like liquid products than moisture because mm. I was just putting moisture on top of dryness and mm. it was making it more dry so I'm about to help all of y'all out <laughs> with this because I really had this problem and it took mm-hmm. for me to start doing my own hair and start retwisting it to mm-hmm. figure out like what is going, going on, on. Yeah, yeah why does it feel dry all the time and I, I realized it needed more water mm-hmm. than it needed like moisturization so um, of course you know the order in which you apply your products is just as important as the products that you use and so I like that you didn't say like what products you actually mm-hmm. use you just said like the order so the locker method which is the you do liquid first oil and then cream mm-hmm. um the lco method is the same thing just in reverse mm-hmm. so it's liquid cream and oil mm-hmm. and so it's not like a one is right and one is wrong it depends on your hair type yeah mm-hmm. so um the liquid of course as you can see it's like the first letter in both acronyms because it's the Mm -hmm. most important it gives you your hydration so a lot of times i just spray my hair straight with water but i also will do like a leave-in conditioner Mm -hmm. that's like um liquid based or water based and then the cream locks in the liquid or the oil and the liquid if you do the LLC method Mm -hmm. and the cream supplies the moisture and then the oil seals the moisture so if you do um the lco method it is like you the oil will seal the liquid and the cream so in order to know which ones that will work for you you should probably know like your hair porosity mm-hmm. do you know don't get me started on i that. know i'm not gonna get real deep i'm not getting deep I on it today know. i'm not getting mm-hmm. deep on it today but porosity i thought man was low and i bought all these low products uh-huh. and that shit was heavy yes <laughs> so porosity is the way that your hair responds to moisture so if you have low porosity it probably you probably have like these symptoms with your hair so you tr- try to deep condition and your hair doesn't absorb it even for hours your hair takes forever to dry um and product buildup happens quickly oh yeah that's definitely not me okay so if you are a low porosity <laughs> person you should use the lco method so you should use the cream after the liquid because it adds another layer of moisture. Yeah, see, that's, that's me. Yeah. And that's <laughs> and I think that I had learned that. And yeah. I mean, I guess it helps. But even then, sometimes and I think, I don't know, my hair is its own person. And so I feel like doing the LCO. Yeah. Like you say the mm-hmm. LCO, it it does help. Yeah. Yeah. Cream I have to have like like. Like I use like leave it. I can't just use water by itself. And maybe, yeah, maybe I need to just start using water because I usually use leave-in condition. I mean, like well, leave-in a leave-in. Yeah, you should definitely do water. So probably do more water or water-based, mm-hmm. like very liquid type. But then you should do more of a cream because you mm-hmm. need to seal the cream, hydration. Yeah. yeah, and then the oil is just like an extra protectant. Yeah. Like it will lock in the hydration mm-hmm. and the moisture. So that will probably work for you. I only do this one after I wash my hair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So my hair is already dripping wet Mm -hmm. yep because if you do for low porosity here if you do the lock method so if you do like the liquid the oil and the cream in that order it will more than likely add product buildup Mm -hmm. because the cream is sitting on top of the oil and Mm -hmm. then it's just then that makes your hair more dry Mm -hmm. so if you have high porosity which is my hair to the fullest your hair dries quickly Mm -hmm. it's commonly frizzy with little to no definition sometimes even if you don't use products and sometimes if you like do twist outs or braid outs they don't last as long as other people's um, because of this 
hair type. What's like an in between? Wait, maybe that's that sounds like. I mean, y'all might have. I don't know if you're like really one or the other. Mm-hmm. I know there's like a way my to hair test dries it. Real fast. It gets frizzy over. The, I just embrace my frizz. Yeah, I actually like I do my too. hair frizzy. I do too. Um, but my styles hold. They hold for like a week, and that could more so be like your hair type too, mm, like, versus yeah, that versus That's like true. the porosity. Um, yeah, it could be your hair type because I like my frizz too. Mm-hmm. Like the longer that my hair grows um i try to get out of the traditional like your hair should be neat all the time because mm, ideally mm-hmm. locks are not like that mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. they not you don't even use a comb or a brush right like i mean i use a brush sometimes but like you know you don't use a comb so yeah. it's not meant to be neat but people with high porosity hair should use the lock method like you already been doing because the oil will immediately lock in the hydration and then of course you add the moisture on top of that mm-hmm. um and it is helps with like dryness and uh, hydro fatigue which has to do with like your hair swelling oh. yeah it has to do with like your hair swelling i don't know my hair does its own thing locked unlocked <laughs> but i wanted to know because a lot of people don't use a lot of products and they tell you not to use a lot of products when you have natural hair especially when you have locks yeah but my hair needs something like i can't just yeah. be out here because it will break off use, i literally just use those mm-hmm. three that's me i might do depending on how the cream is yeah sometimes i might do a mixture of two creams yeah. depending on what i'm using but other than that i'll just use three products and keep yep. moving. that's me i use three products and then sometimes if i'm retwisting um i'll use like a very light like twisting putty mm-hmm. and then uh, a very natural beeswax mm. because the type of hair that i have my hair grows like around the lock and mm. not with it mm. and my hair is not as coarse as mm-hmm. a lot of people whose hair locks quickly yeah so i have to do extra extra stuff extra sealing and yep. stuff. so i just wanted to teach y'all about y'all hair cool we know, always appreciate how that how to get moisturize and shit don't be out here dry i know by the head because i be dry by the head because see mine be real moisturized and all tame like those first two or three days and those are the days i hate the way my hair looks yeah i like, you like it wild it, yes yeah. wild fluffed out yeah big mm-hmm. so by like day four mm-hmm. i'll like it yeah that's me i like yeah. about same. two weeks after a retwist like the retwist <laughs> looks cute mm-hmm. it's cute and shit but <laughs> i like it like freezy i don't know yeah. Yeah. i like the wild look too cool thanks guys thanks thanks guys we're gonna shimmy on down shimmy on down shimmy on down who we got now shimmy on down (laughs) 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 uh it's jenny it is ginger yes it is it's me hey it's jenny (laughs) yes it's me i feel like we call you 50 million things jen 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 jenny yeah jennifer it doesn't matter it doesn't okay yeah i'm okay. cool with whatever sounds good what are we but talking yeah. about today so i feel like around this time of the year people are thinking or yeah starting to think about like their goals the goals that they created at the beginning of the year and thinking about what goals they want to set for the new year and mm-hmm. i feel like you know this is something that people do every year 
And so I feel like for me, like I wanted us to kind of talk about not what goals we want to set or what goals we did set, but let's talk about like the promises that we made to ourselves for the year and what promises we want to make for the new year. And I feel like, I feel like they're kind of somewhat interchangeable to a certain extent, but I feel like when you make a promise to somebody, it's a little bit more like you're committing yourself a little bit more um and it's a little bit more intimate I feel like with a goal you can just say okay well you know I'm gonna go to the gym three times a week but I feel like if you say okay well I promise you know I'm gonna go to the gym three times a week like it's a little bit more um I'm trying to think of the right word it's like a commitment yeah Yeah. it's like a commitment and it's like a like a vow almost to yourself Mm -hmm. but okay so what I want to know is like do you feel like one do you feel like you made promises this year to yourself and you didn't keep and if so if you mind if you don't mind sharing like what those were Mm, I don't know if I made like any because I didn't start the year making off any resolutions I say yeah fuck that I remember that when we had the conversation. <laughs> we were like, okay, you know, that's helpful. It is. I mean, you know, I'm always looking to improve myself, but I just didn't feel like wasting my time. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure weight loss, I always promise myself. And I just, you know, the weight that Aisha has lost, I have gained. And I just, <laughs> I, yeah, I'm going backwards. Like, you know, but I got this whole 30 before 30 plan. So it's all good. Okay. But um yeah, it probably has to do with weight loss. I ain't even gonna lie to mm-hmm. you. That's all that I can really think of. Real okay. big that I promised myself that I would do and I ain't done it. Okay. What about you? I remember promising myself because I'm I'm the way I'm thinking about promises versus goals, the way you just talked about it, is like I told myself that this is what I am or I'm not going to do. It mm-hmm. could even be like yeah. a not mm-hmm. versus yeah. like mm-hmm. a goal. I'm going to mm-hmm. set out to achieve X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, I really remember telling myself to be who I am. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. truly, mm-hmm. like who I hear myself as on the inside and who I see myself possibly being and wanting to be. I've told, I told myself, be who you are. Because I felt like, um, you know, previous years I confined like different parts of myself that were trying to emerge and get tapped into and I just kind of silenced them. So I told yeah. myself to really be me this year. Mm-hmm. I think I did that. Mm-hmm. I think people have learned a lot of new sides of me and and stuff like that and it's been it's been kind of cool to watch Mm -hmm. yeah I don't know I think when I think about making promises to yourself okay when you think about making promises to somebody it's like you know you say you're gonna it's like you're you're giving that person your word Mm -hmm. and you know I feel like if you if if you telling somebody you're going to do something versus saying you're promising that you're going to do something is a little bit different. And it's mm-hmm. like, it's less, it's more likely that you're going to do something that you promise instead of just saying, okay, well, I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, I think when I think about promises, um, um, did you lose it? Yeah. I got another one. Damn. I forgot where I was going with that. What were you going to say? I also told myself not to get off track. 
because I had a very specific goal after um, the divorce, which was to not jump into anything. Mm-hmm. And y'all would just not believe how many guys be out here like on the prowl trying to snatch women off the market again. Like, mm-hmm. and if I was in a in a very insecure vulnerable i mean i'm sure i was already in a vulnerable space but like in a different type of vulnerable space where i could have been easily persuaded Mm -hmm. i would have a real boyfriend right now (laughs) and i just kept telling myself like no stay on track like you need to focus on you like you can still enjoy other people and stuff like that but you need to be focused on you and so i promised myself that too now that you say that, I'm pretty sure I promised myself to not get back with my ex because mm. this was the first relationship I had that I was really tore up about mm-hmm. the breakup. And I was toying with like, I want to be around them mainly because I'm not around nobody else, mm-hmm. but I cannot let myself be vulnerable to him mm-hmm. again. Like I cannot yeah. do that. Yeah. And so I would be cool with him at one point in time, but I was like, I cannot allow myself to get back with him mm-hmm. under any circumstances and i didn't so but yeah that was yeah. a promise i was like i cannot yeah i can't I do can't, that again i cannot do that to myself that is self-destruction mm-hmm. at its finest so this is was this wasn't what i was gonna say but as we're talking about this i think like when i think about like the goals that i set for myself versus like some of the promises that i made I think that, you know, there were a lot of things I said I was going to do, like, far as my goals. And it's like, um, you know, I didn't get them done. I'll just do it for the new year. But um, I think when I think about a promise that I didn't, you know, fulfill, I feel like it's a little bit more detrimental because mm. it's like, you know, if I make a promise to somebody and I break that promise, like, people, like, get upset about that. And it's like... You know, like when you make a promise, like you're showing someone or you letting somebody know that you value their relationship and you value them. And it's like when you make a promise to yourself and you break that, like what is that telling yourself about you? Mm -hmm. You know, like what is that? what is that telling yourself like do you not value yourself enough to at least fulfill that promise when you're fulfilling all these other promises to people um and then also so I'm trying to think back to some promises I told myself this year um so I feel like the promises I made didn't happen at the beginning of the year I Mm -hmm. think it happened after a lot of bad situations and I told myself like oh I promise I'm never gonna let somebody um like make me feel betrayed again or I'm never Mm. gonna let somebody make me feel like a certain way and I think that all the promises I've made like I've been able to stick to those versus like me being able to like carry out those goals um I don't know I just think when you like when you think about a promise versus a goal um it just it's just more it's more personal um and so I think when you are telling yourself that you're going to promise not to do a b and c or you're going to promise to do a b and c the chances of you actually doing it might be greater than you actually saying that oh i have a goal and i'm gonna accomplish a b and c 
so like moving into the new year i think instead of saying like my goal is to do a b and c you know start making promises to yourself and like write those promises down and like don't allow yourself to get in the way of fulfilling those promises mm-hmm. um so when you do make a promise to yourself like you're making a commitment you know you're saying that you're gonna prioritize yourself and you're not gonna let anything get in the way of that um and you also just like show yourself that like you're worth it um or at least I feel like for me this year there's been a lot of times where like I would um put certain situations before myself um and I told myself I wasn't or I made a promise to myself that I wasn't going to do that anymore regardless of the situation that I was always going to put like my needs and wants before anyone and make sure that I felt okay um also, it just gives you the confidence to, like, you know, keep keep going to keep making promises and fulfilling those that you're making. Um, and then it also gives you, it makes you feel like you're back in control. Um, I think that, like, this year, there were a few goals that I was able to accomplish, but it's kind of, when I think about all the things that I didn't do, it was kind of like, I kind of dreaded thinking about, oh, well, what were the, those goals I said at, at the beginning of this year? And then now I didn't accomplish them. Now I got to work on doing that next year. Mm-hmm. Um, and so just like shifting like my mindset to not necessarily like put those things in, I don't know, I guess the boxes of goals and just saying like, I'm going to just make a promise to myself. I'm going to like stick with that. that's what i was gonna say i was thinking um as you were talking about uh goals versus promises that i think the where we fall short where we more important things that we want to make sure we pull through could definitely be communicated as a promise because with goals you just push it back yeah i'm gonna try that next month yeah i'm gonna try that by the end of the year oh it didn't happen maybe next year then maybe the year like you're just gonna keep pushing it versus like the other way around if you have a promise you'll that'll stick in your head yeah i feel like a promise holds more weight than a goal Mm -hmm. yeah like it's it's just something that you know i can't I can't like go back on what I said. Like I can't go back mm-hmm. on my word. Mm-hmm. And I think that's and, probably how I've stayed consistent with weight loss. I wouldn't even look at my weight loss or maintaining it as a goal for I've had goals attached to it. Like mm-hmm. I want to lose 10 more by blah, blah, blah. But the consistency part, I always, anytime I don't want to go to the gym, this is probably an unhealthy way to think about it, but anytime I don't want to go to the gym or I really want to eat something that I probably shouldn't eat and it's late or whatever, I'd be like, Mm -hmm. but you told yourself you didn't want to be fat no more. Like, that's like, (laughs) that's all I I think about, but you said you didn't want to be fat. So, I take my ass to the gym because Mm -hmm. I know what I told myself and it was that I did not want to be fat. So, have a go to the gym do your meal prep get your life and we fine and so i probably have looked at that as more of my promise related to that and Mm -hmm. then i have goals attached to that promise Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i think promises or at least for me i feel like me making promises to myself had has allowed me to continue that follow through um because like I said there there's been a lot of goals that I set at the beginning of this year and I didn't really have any follow through with it Mm. and it just felt I mean there's I mean it's things that I want to do 
but they kind of felt superficial. Mm-hmm. Like I think mm-hmm. when I think about a promise, it's more, it's more personal and it's something more intimate to you. Um, so when you're thinking about, you know, how to make your promises or how to keep those promises, um, think about things or think about a promise and like frame it in a way where it'll be um, specific. Mm-hmm. So it's actually something that's like doable and it's not something that's like too far fetched and you're just saying, okay, well, I'm gonna promise this and promise that. And you're act- you actually can't do it based on like where you are in life. Yeah. Um, and then kind of just going back to like, you know, making yourself that priority and, um, you know, not, not allowing yourself to feel guilt um, because you're upholding this promise because there's going to be different situations, especially if it's like, you know, like for you, Tyro, who's like a promise not to go back to your, like to yourself, not to go back to your ex. I mean, there's going to be different things that's going to be challenging mm-hmm. and people is going to try to impede on those promises that you made to yourself mm-hmm. and not letting people do that. Right. Um, and then also just like write them down. I think for me, um, one thing that I didn't do is I kept like all the things that I promised to myself, I just kept it in my head and I didn't really write it down, put it on paper so I can have like a visual reminder of the things that I promise. And when I am getting off track or when I am kind of feeling some type of way, kind of being able to realign myself with those promises to kind of keep, keep going forward. Yeah. So, yeah. Write it down. Yeah. So as you move into 2020, mm. you know, if this year you made goals and you felt like they weren't as effective or you didn't really, you know, accomplish much, maybe shift how you how you think about your goals. And instead of saying, you know, my goal for the new year is A, B, and C, say what you're going to promise yourself and see how that goes for you. Mm-hmm. It's a new decade whole new decade it's gonna be a new Ain't decade of life for me i told this dude i said please don't pull this shit in the next decade uh, <laughs> <laughs> i gotta make a lot of promises to myself because i'll be 30 so i got to go into 30 why are you looking at me like that nothing girl i'm excited to turn 30 i'm glad girl we, we about to go this is my last 20 year i'm up 29 has been like my best 20 years so far really yeah so you have something to look forward to because I'm looking forward to 29 28 was good to, well yeah no I mean, 28 just, was good like I when i was a kid heartbreak. i never thought about being like i mean 30 20 like late 20s 30s is not old at all but no. the fact that i'm just like damn i'm 28 like I'm, i'll be yeah. 28 like i'm grown i like, couldn't imagine myself i'm real grown you are grown <laughs> i couldn't That's imagine crazy. myself like at this age when I was younger. Right. Because I remember, and I tell people this all the time, I remember my mom's 30th birthday. I was like nine. <laughs> but I remember she went out uh-huh. and she got lit. And I just feel That's like, hilarious. ain't that crazy? Well, my daddy took my mama out for her 30th birthday. I remember this. That's crazy. That so and I'm about to be 30. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's really weird to me. Like, it's real weird. So, yes, new decade. Mm-hmm. New decade of I'm life. I'm excited. Promises. Mm-hmm. I got, I will, see, I'll have promises in 2020. I just was free balling, free willing it in 2019. <laughs> and it worked out well for me. Free balling. <laughs> free balling <laughs> on your goals. Let's free balling. I'll just out you. Oh, my you know, gosh. You know, I live in the world of trial and error. <laughs> mainly error but and fluidity yes lots of trial oh <laughs> my gosh okay thank you jen jen jenny jennifer jenny from the block <laughs> jennifer jennifer <laughs> <laughs>
Shout out to Drunken Nights. Yennefer. We got to go kick it with them soon. We do. We do. Yennefer. Okay. We about to shimmy on down. Shimmy on down. Are you sure? We need a better transition than shimmy on down. Shimmy on down. They like these hoes. Oh. (laughs) How you just say her name? Aisha. Not. I cannot. People don't call me my name. It's very odd. What do they call you? Men don't call me anything. I was just thinking that. Like, I don't hear people say my name often. Mm -hmm. I say your name all the time. Hey, girl. Like, yeah, it'd be like other. Which is weird because I feel like I hear people say my name all the time. Yeah. Uh, people yeah. say Tyra. People say Ty, Tyra. Tyra, Ty, T. It'll be, I'll just be sitting here and Tyra will be like Tyra. Real random. And you don't want nothing. Like, why you just, just start talking to me? Why you got to randomly say my name? Now I just ignore them. Oh, my God. But I, uh, yeah. That and he used weird. to say my name a lot. I hated it. Because he was usually trying to be shady. Like, I'd be like, hey, Pooh. He's like, hello, Aisha. So it would piss me off. Oh. oh. <laughs> so oh. I should probably be grateful no one says my name. Anywho. <laughs> um, <laughs> anywho. Shimmy it on down to me until we come up with a new transition. Uh, feel free to throw out any suggestions right. there. Um, I wanted to, for the Be Love segment, welcome. Hello. Welcome. Talk about this problematic balance of self-care that sounds like a contradictory statement um but you know in the world of self-care there are a lot of phrases that get thrown out like oh you know I just had to shut my phone off or I wasn't responding to nobody and I was on my phone was on do not disturb or you know, or I didn't have time for him. I cut him off. And like all these different phrases <laughs> and, and, and actions that we, um, that we communicate about how we're navigating people, whether it's from a romantic or a friendship basis. And it can be looked at as self-care because then it's like, oh, I was protecting my energy. I was staying in a good space and all good vibes and blah 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 but at what point does that become problematic like at what point does it not is it not just self-care but you're just you're actually being toxic a toxic individual in your connections i don't know aisha you tell me <laughs> I mean, like I mean, connections with like a significant other, or like a like just any type of. I either. think I think that it it becomes toxic when you're constantly complaining about it. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, like the whole oh, well, I just had to cut him off. Okay, okay, just leave it at that. But if you continue to bring it up, like, well, he did this, and that's why I cut him off, and. He wasn't doing this. He wasn't act. Okay, just leave it at that. Like you don't have to continue to talk about it because at that point it's like, like you're like you're impeding on somebody else's like sanity. <laughs> well, I like, don't even I mean don't from I don't even mean from that space. I guess I'm thinking about like, let's say the shoe was on the other foot, and somebody didn't answer your calls because mm-hmm. they needed their space. Mm-hmm. They had to get their energy together. 
or you wrote them to have a conversation and they like, mm, I don't really want to talk to you about that and I'm not going to care to because That's I'm protecting me. my energy. Yep. And like, don't well, care. What if, if it was you though, like, I, I feel like sometimes we get in this space of, oh, well, that person got their nerve and, and, I'm not. I was going to say, like, I've had times where, like, I felt like I couldn't respond to people, but it was only people that I didn't want to talk to that I didn't really care about. I mean, I'm not going to shut people out that I care about or that I want to talk to. Like, I need space. Like, it can be just that one individual. Uh And if I'm at a point where I, I mean, that's just me. If I'm at a point where I don't want to talk to you, Mm -hmm. it's because you've done, it's because you've worked my nerves and that's just it. And I probably won't ever talk to you. Mm -hmm. I don't think I've ever just silent to myself from somebody and continue to talk to them. It was like one and done. Like if I get to that point, I'm just done with your ass. I mean, I'm just done with you, but I get what you're saying. Mm-hmm. I, I get what you're saying, but I'm just saying like from me, like that's like, yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that I think it's okay. If you know yourself, uh, what, what you want to Oh, add? one thing. Another thing I was going to add is like, I wouldn't, just like go completely ghost like i'll let somebody okay i just need time right now mm-hmm. I'll, can That's we revisit this mm-hmm. at a later time you know or can we have this conversation later i'm not just gonna completely like ignore somebody like if i see i'm trying to reach out then i'll let them know but at that point if they continue to try to have conversation i'm mm-hmm. letting them know i can't i'm not in a space to have that conversation then the only thing that i could do is just in all uh, communication for that time period mm-hmm I think mm. that yeah I agree I don't I say that and it's not to stop you from saying what you have to say because I don't want nobody to feel like they can't tell me nothing because that's not what it is one I can be a confrontational person and I can be aggressive aggressive and so I know and not from like a defensive standpoint but I can argue you back mm-hmm. and you know I'm gonna have receipts and the math don't be mathed and <laughs> You know, we just going to have a conversation. Mm -hmm. And certain people I know that I know that I can talk to in those spaces. And because of the way that I talk, I think that they either will get offended by it. Or I don't even waste my time because I know certain people are, you're not going to have a conversation with me to hear my perspective. You're going to have a conversation Mm -hmm. to me to respond. Or you're not going to be open to having this. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, I think people do have the right to exercise you know what, well, like you said, right now, I can't talk about this right now. I can't deal with this, this, this. But it shouldn't be where you are just cutting people off to a certain extent. To people that I love, mm-hmm. I would not do that. People I don't give a fuck about, I don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I have that right to not want to talk to you. I'm mm-hmm. per- it's not, I'm not trying to keep you from talking about what you want to talk about. Mm-hmm. But this ain't that important to me for me to talk about. If you want to talk. You should go and do that. Like, yeah, mm. like I'm going to listen, but it's not something I feel like I need to over communicate. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I need to over communicate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely think there's uh, there's a balance. And then, of course, like the relationship has to be taken into consideration. Like I think about my sister. Now, my sister busy. I get it. Like she got four kids. That's a handful. Um, and they range in ages. But there have been like weeks at a time where she won't answer my calls, mm-hmm. and like we live three hours away from each other mm-hmm. so like 
you know I'm calling you. You know I've called. You know I've FaceTimed mm. you. And at times I text and even be like, dang, like you have you not seen me calling you? And sometimes she just don't reply. And when she finally does, she'll say, oh, I just really didn't feel like talking to anybody. And it's mm. like, Oh, okay, but like, at what point could you not communicate that to right. me? Right, like, because yeah, I think it's toxic when people use it in fight or flight to flight. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, people don't want to deal with whatever the issue is, and that's okay. You can deal with it how you feel comfortable. Because some people ain't comfortable with having a mm-hmm. conversation, especially when somebody is checking them, and that's when this becomes toxic. Mm-hmm. Because if somebody is trying to, you know tell you about yourself and you like i don't want to do that and you're mm-hmm. being stubborn and that's mm-hmm. not okay mm-hmm. you know especially if it's coming from somebody that you love like that's not fair and i think that's when it becomes toxic mm-hmm. when it's you pushing people away or you like i said you're being you're using it to run away yeah. from the conflict or whatever is going on I think even too if it's because i she's done that even when it hasn't been about confrontation i mean she legit just I didn't feel like talking to nobody. And it was like, oh, okay. Like, you know, bro, next time just let me know because, you know, I've been calling you for three weeks. Versus, like, some people who I've uh, had conversations with and it's like, um, oh, well, I don't feel like talking about this, but you could talk, though. Oh, I do that. I don't want to fucking talk. Mm-hmm. Why do I got to talk to you? You've already told me you don't want to talk. Why am I going to talk for you not to talk back or for you not to receive what I'm saying or for you not to respond. Like even that putting that out there Mm. is bad energy enough. And so it's like, think about how, if you wanted to share something that was on your heart and mind, how a response like that would feel. I just, but I just don't feel like I'm entitled. If I don't want to listen, I just feel like I don't have to listen. Like, right. But then don't say, oh, I don't want to talk about this, but you can share what you want to share it again. Like, you can share it. But I'm not going to share it because you just mm-hmm. told me you don't want to talk. So it's like, because I don't have anything mm-hmm. that I have to say about this matter because it's not something that is going to that affects me in the same way that it affects you it probably could be worded differently mm-hmm. you know like i'll give you the platform to speak i don't have anything in particular to say about it but you know you're open to talking like i'm not trying to shut you out but if i don't have nothing to say i legit don't have nothing to say and you know some stuff i'll be really nonchalant about like real 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 i legit i'm not trying to escape nothing i legit don't have shit to say about it like and i think people get offended by that i'm not really trying to offend you i legitimately have nothing yeah because i think that they can read kind of that can read dismissive yeah and you know i just think it's it's important to consider you know whether it's in that way or a different way if somebody had a dismissive tone yeah so you feel like it should just be worded differently. differently yeah like yeah i can see that like even if it's I don't have any any conversation to initiate about right. this, but if mm. you want to talk about this, right. I'm open to talk. Yeah, but I don't have anything to say up front, like, because right. then I don't know if like you're telling me if I share, you're not gonna respond, right? Or are you saying I can share and you'll think of, you'll respond to that, right? Like, right so. yeah i see what you're saying i do i can see how that can be 
I think in a situation like like yours, like what I'm about to say, I I know that you wouldn't and can't really do it because it's your sister. But I feel like in situations like that, Mm -hmm. I just cut the people out of my life. (laughs) Like, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't deal. I mean, I just don't do that. Like, okay, if I, I'm only going to meet you, but it's different. Mm -hmm. But just with people, it's like, I'm only going to meet you so far. And even like with like, you know, if it is a friend, like, you know, I'll reach out and I reach out. But then at that point, you know. I'm gonna, I'm gonna wait on you yeah, yeah to say something yeah and it's just I feel like one thing that I had to realize this year is that like I can't expect me from other people and I think right. that's the hardest thing because it's like it's just as simple as a b and c why can't you just do, do it mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and like you know just I don't want to say this because I think it's not fair, but just meeting people where they are. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, so I won't have to, so I won't get all worked up because it's very easy for me to get worked up because people aren't doing what I would do because it's, it's rational. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like it's the most simplest thing, but I mean, some people aren't just like that. And then to especially if you care about the relationship, you Mm -hmm. have to understand that what is important to Aisha may not be as equally important to me but it's not fair for me to not give her the space to Mm -hmm. say what she wants to say about it just because it Mm -hmm. holds no weight on me Mm -hmm. you know what I mean Mm -hmm. so I think it is important like you can't be dismissive in that manner Mm -hmm. If I'm dismissive, it's usually something that I legit don't care about Mm -hmm. or I don't want the conversation to go to a place where it is going to fuck up our relationship yet. So I just want to end it because this is something that will not affect how we are because arguments happen situations mm-hmm. happen people mm-hmm. do need their space and so for me it is me protecting the relationship because not saying that i am gonna hit below the bill i don't do that mm-hmm. when i fight with people but i don't want it to be worse because mm-hmm. we have a conversation mm-hmm. and then we end, look up and we haven't like we don't even know why we you know yeah. having this mm-hmm. debate or whatever so for me I'll do it like I don't even want it to go there like I just want to drop it like unless I have something to say and I feel a way or whatever then Mm -hmm. I will and if you feel a way you should say something too but yeah I think that it's not fair to be dismissive Mm -hmm. to people because they have something to say just because it's not as important to you Mm mm-hmm and these are people that we like at least somewhat care about. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's people that you care about. If I don't give a fuck, yeah. I don't give a fuck. I mean, in that in that case, thing, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that if I value our relationship, I'd at least like try to um, try to. Um, yeah. Um, and try to be understanding, you know, and just try to accept that this is what they need right now and and appreciate the fact that I have the mental capacity to understand that because mm-hmm. some people don't mm-hmm. and can't. So, mm-hmm. yes. And some people need to talk. Some people yeah. just need to yeah. talk it out. And I'm one of the people that I don't need that. And mm-hmm. it's not fair mm-hmm. for me to tell people that you can't talk just because that's just how you communicate i'm a talker yeah, yeah and i'll just be like fuck that shit i don't want to 
what for what? Yeah. <laughs> Tomorrow's a new day. And we've had multiple times like that. Yeah. And I'd be like, but I'm just trying to talk to you. And you're like, but no. I'm done. But also, <laughs> some of it comes from me being stubborn too, because I am a mm. very stubborn person. Mm-hmm. Like, the older that I get, the more I realize it. So I'm trying to come out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but some of the, especially when I was younger, like early 20s, early forming my relationship with Aisha and my mm-hmm. line sisters and all of that came from stubbornness. And then some of it was to protect the relationship mm-hmm. you know what i mean but um yeah some people are talkers and they want to talk and yeah. you know sometimes you just gotta give your you gotta humble yourself and give that person mm-hmm. space to talk because people be wanting to talk and be receiving yeah because i i'm i always try to, i think that people when i ask for like feedback or like shit to understand that they think it's a trick like i think that they think i really don't want it mm-hmm. but i'm like no like if i'm gonna sit here and call you out on x y and z or i'm gonna tell you how right. x y and z made me made me feel like yeah. i want to give you the same space to do that and people don't do that with me very often mm-hmm. yeah i think you have to properly articulate what you mean and mean what you say because mm-hmm. I don't want people to feel like they can't come to me and talk to me about stuff just because yeah. I say mm-hmm. I don't want to talk about it right now but I just got to figure out a better way to say <laughs> I don't want to fucking talk about this mm-hmm. right now like I'm not trying to be dismissive of your feelings and I think people because I'll say the people the people stop talking to me and I'm like mm-hmm. I didn't mean for it to like completely <laughs> go left uh-huh. I just meant like right now I don't want to discuss this you know you have the platform to discuss it if you want to, but we just got to come up with better ways to to do that. Communicate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and I don't yeah. think it's anything wrong with putting your phone on do not disturb sometimes mm-hmm. or you know do what you got to do, but yeah. you know, with people that you care about, you can't block them out your life. You got you got to uphold the relationship too. Like I can't keep chasing mm-hmm. you, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, Cuz yeah. you just don't feel like talking to people like yeah. this is a two-way street. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I would just say as we continue to journey through, you know, protecting our peace in the new decade and practicing self-care and that some of these things are a part of that putting our phones on do not disturb you know not answering all phone calls maybe not entertaining certain conversations as they get presented just being mindful of how if we were the person receiving that how it would be received Mm -hmm. um and just making sure that that the intent is being brought through in, in a good way. I would say that and then also be able to be aware enough or have enough self-awareness that you can like articulate or communicate what it is that you may not need or mm-hmm. need at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, because, I mean, yeah, you may need time to just like not talk to anybody. But at the same time, if you like to if you have those relationships, it's a two way street. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you can distance yourself, but communicate that you need, need that to time. That. Like, yeah. just don't yeah. have people searching for you. Yeah. And right. then have somebody, yeah, and, like be yeah. able to communicate that. Yeah. Yeah. Be aware enough that you need this and communicate it to the people mm-hmm. that you care about. Or even saying, like, um, you know, I got something going on. This ain't about you. Or this is about mm-hmm. you. I got something going on. And I don't want to deal with this right now. Mm-hmm. Let's revisit. But then put a time. Like, that was yeah. a big th- I remember when me and Nick used to get in arguments, like, in the beginning of our marriage. And it was like, I don't want to talk to you right now. This is when he, his communication sucked. It got mm-hmm. better. But it was like, I don't want to talk about this. 
I'll let you know when I want to talk about it. And a week would go by. Mm-hmm. We ain't talked about this shit. Mm-hmm. And like I, I took that and, he, and the counselor was like, yeah, nah, bro. Like you can't, you can't let things sit mm-hmm. for a week. Like yeah. you get like 24, 48 hours. Yeah. Maybe that's a stretch. So putting a time frame of, I really don't feel like talking today. Like, can I hit you up in like two days? Like, or can I call you on Wednesday? Cause I got a lot going on. Yeah. Um, and, and I had to do my mama like that. Cause she be hauling and I be like, girl, and she be negative talking. My mom, she be, all her stories be negative. And I just be, <laughs> she called me with that last night and I was just not in the space to hear it. Mm-hmm. But she real excited about having this iPhone and FaceTime it. Oh. So I just let her talk and I just tried to drown it out and just look at her face and be happy. But yeah. I'm just like, mommy, don't call me with this shit tomorrow. I'm not going to be in the space hear that right and sometimes mm-hmm. i just have to tell her that and we'd be okay yeah. so just keep that in mind yeah moving That's moving forward topic. yeah don't be toxic bitches yeah <laughs> don't That's be toxic That's all i got don't be toxic That's all i got too well thank y'all for listening in again on this thursday this is cold here well, it ain't. It's not cold, but it's cold. It's chilly. Oh, it's yeah. cold enough. It's cold it enough. High. It's better than it was the. the Ooh, a few when weeks it snowed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was snowed. cold as hell outside. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Thank you for listening. Always hit us up at shenanigans underscore pod on Twitter and on Instagram. You know, follow our Instagram story because we'll be having questions and shit up there. <laughs> so you know, interact with us, and we will catch y'all next time. Oh, no, we won't. Because guess what? <laughs> Jenny got a she's for Yes, she does. She does. I'm going to leave something with Sorry, it's, it's late. Sorry, I was ready to go to bed. Y'all, it's 1 a.m. We, done. we okay. done talking to y'all. So, the she's for Sorry, for this week, No, you're okay. It's to stop questioning whether or not you're doing enough. Um, people who aren't doing enough, they don't ask. They just don't do anything. And so know that you are exactly where you need to be, um, except you um, except except where you are now and trust in your ability to do exactly what you should and need to when you have to. Thanks, Ginger. I'm snapping. Great episode, guys. Great episode. Love y'all. See y'all in two weeks. Peace. Bye.